Mike, and welcome to a special emergency episode of the Land Grant Holy Land Uncut podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we hear from Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, head football coach Ryan Day, and team physician Dr. Jim Borchers as they discuss the events that led up to the cancellation of Ohio State's football game against Illinois that was originally scheduled for Saturday, November 28th. As you know by now, on Friday night, Ohio State made the decision to cancel its game against Illinois due to rising positivity rates amongst its players and staff. Of course, Ryan Day had previously been announced that he would not be coaching the team against Illinois and Michigan State because he had tested positive for the coronavirus. Coach Day, Gene Smith, and Dr. Borchers jumped on a Zoom call with Collected Media on Saturday morning to give as much insight into everything that was going on with the program as they could, and you will hear all of that here. Don't forget that if you're finding this episode on our website, LandGrantHolyLand.com, to make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your daily dose of podcasts. I'll spare you the rest of my normal spiel. Instead, I will just say, here is Gene Smith, Ryan Day, and Dr. Jim Borchers. Try and deal with uh, the uncertainty uh, that we have been dealing with, and uh, just wanted to, to thank first and foremost uh, John Whitman, our my colleague, the athletic director at the University of Illinois, for his patience as he worked with, with us throughout the week. Uh, I want to thank our commissioner Kevin Warren, uh, as he and this this office uh, helped assisted us throughout this process, and. I want to thank our, our partners at Fox uh, as they worked with us uh, deep into the evening uh, with the potential opportunity to maybe play today. Uh, so I want to thank all of them for their hard work. But I also want to thank uh, President Johnson uh, for her guidance and, and steady hand uh, as we uh, went through this week and ultimately into the decision-making process that uh, occurred last night. Uh, team, I think we all know we are in the midst of a global pandemic. We live in Franklin County, which has a level four purple emergency rating with severe exposure and spread. Uh, this is our reality. Uh, we're struggling as a community to stop the spread of COVID-19. You know, we're operating in a very challenging environment. Uh, so having definitive uh, guidance as we go through this process uh, is always challenging. Uh, so we're learning uh, a great deal uh, as we go through this environment at the end. I want to thank our coaches and support staff for all adjustments that had to be made late last night to modify our plans. I can't share with you all how challenging uh, it was late last night to uh, ask for them to make the adjustments that they made. Uh, they did it, and I, I want to thank them for that. And I want to thank our players, our student athletes, uh, for their patience and understanding as we put in place strategies uh, to move forward. Uh, we made a decision last night to pause because our positivity rate reached a concerning level. Uh, we did not reach the Big Ten protocol thresholds, uh, but the positivity rate was concerning enough where we felt we needed to pause and try and find a way to uh, mitigate its spread and ensure, continue to ensure the safety of our student-athletes. Uh, I want to thank our coaches and staff and student-athletes and others who have done an outstanding job uh, all the way through this point. 
Uh, we had an unbelievable run where we did not have the challenges that we've had this week and ultimately cost us the pause. So I want to thank him for that great effort. But our objective now is to continue to focus on the health and safety of our players uh, to make sure that we provide an opportunity to potentially come back to compete next weekend. Uh, the tactics and strategies that we will put in place uh, today and tomorrow and the next day and so on uh, is all with an effort to ensure their, their safety and possibly give them a chance to compete next weekend. That is our primary focus. Right? It's not about uh, the Big Ten Chick Tournament, or the championship game. It's not about um, the CFP. It's not about those things, team. It is about, it's not about how many games we have to play. It's about one thing, their health, their safety, and making sure each day we give them a chance to possibly play next weekend. And that's our focus 100%. I also want to thank uh, Jim Borchers for his steady hand. I want to thank Ryan Day for his unbelievable leadership and guidance. I want to thank Larry Johnson for stepping into a, an interim role. Uh, as we try and, and manage uh, this environment uh, that uh, is constantly challenging. Uh, so with that, I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Borchers to share some information about our strategies and where we are and moving forward. So, and then Ryan Day will share a few things. So, Dr. Borchers. Thanks, Gene. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate Gene's leadership and uh, appreciate all of you understanding uh, just how difficult uh, this time has been. As Gene has mentioned, uh, we live in one of the uh, um, most uh, hard hit uh, areas of the country currently with COVID-19. As you know, Franklin County uh, has been uh, struggling uh, with a significant increase in the number of cases for 100,000 individuals at now almost to about 700 cases for 100,000 individuals in our county with increases in numbers of ER visits, outpatient visits, inpatient hospitalizations, the number of individuals that are getting COVID-19 outside of congregate settings, nursing homes and group homes and prisons and places like that. And as that environment has changed, it's uh, challenged us as a group and as an athletic department to continue to be vigilant and maintain the health and safety of our student athletes. Our student athletes and staff have done an unbelievable job since August. Um, we have essentially had no cases of COVID-19 until this week. And earlier in the week, this week, uh, we did uh, experience uh, small numbers of cases that then increased and as of yesterday, pushed us over a threshold in our population positivity rate, one of the metrics from the Big Ten into an area where we felt that we needed to pause. With that pause, uh, we enhanced our testing protocols yesterday from the normal Big Ten uh, required testing protocols uh, to include additional PCR testing to make certain that we were maintaining and protecting the health and safety of our student athletes and staff, coaches, but also to make certain that we were maintaining a clean playing field as we agreed we would do with our conference uh, for our opponent, University of Illinois. During this time, our goal has always been to make certain that we maintain health and safety of our student athletes, and we will continue to do that with enhanced testing protocols moving forward. So that as Gene mentioned, we can first and foremost make certain that uh, our student athletes and staff stay healthy and safe, 
but we that we give them every opportunity to be able to return as quickly as possible to participating. We're challenged just like everyone else to make certain uh, that uh, we meet these challenges appropriately. We've done so with the guidance of all of our experts uh, provided to us at Ohio State, with our experts at the Big Ten Conference, our experts here in athletics, and certainly with our president. And so with that, uh, we will continue to move forward uh, uh, in a fashion on a day-by-day basis to make certain that uh, we put all of those things in place. I just want to say that of the individuals uh, that have been tested positive, um, they're all doing very well. They're at home, they're convalescing well. No one's required significant medical treatment. uh, And we have every uh, uh, intention of providing them what they need, but we have every expectation that they will recover and continue to do well and hopefully be able to return uh, not only to athletics, uh, but to the other responsibilities that they have in their daily lives uh, as quickly as possible. We will continue to follow all the guidelines that we have been following set forth by the CDC, the state of Ohio, Franklin County, and Ohio State University when it comes to isolation following a positive COVID test. We have instituted aggressive contact tracing to make certain individuals that may potentially be at risk will be quarantined. We will enhance testing around those individuals to identify anyone who is positive. And we will continue to utilize all the resources that we have to make certain that the student athletes, staff and coaches of this group and at our university will continue to receive any care that they would need during this time period. And so with that, uh, uh, I'll stop there and uh, turn it over back over to uh, Gene uh, for comments from coach. All right, go ahead. All right, thanks, Gene. just wanted to say thank you to all those who have reached out uh, over the last, um, you know, day, um, you know, in terms of your support means a lot. Um, it's been a very, very uh, emotional and difficult week uh, for everybody in the program. You know, you think about Thanksgiving and, and being away from our families. And then um, this uh, increase that we've had this week in, in positivities that <clears throat> to this point, uh, we've done an unbelievable job of and um, couldn't have been prouder of the way that our, our entire organization has handled it. Um, and, you know, the thing that we fear the most every time those test results come back, you hold your breath every day to, to see what's going on and how your team's doing. And then, uh, and here we are this week. And so that it's been very, very difficult that way. And, um, you know, for those of us who, who have tested positive, um, you know, our concern is obviously with, with the players and the staff that have, um, and then obviously the team that's been, been through a lot this week. Um, our focus really right now is, is to keep everybody safe. Like, uh, like Gene said, uh, they're in quarantine. Uh, we're hoping to get some of these tests back, uh, get some good news there, and then put the focus towards Michigan State. Uh, our team right now, we're, we're operating, um, you know, Larry's doing a great job. And so are the other assistant coaches uh, with the team and communicating in, in a very day-to-day, shoot, hour-to-hour operation. Uh, but we're communicating through this, this medium right here in Zoom and uh, doing a lot of staff meetings. So I'm going to do a, a staff meeting later this afternoon and then a team meeting as well, uh, just continually communicating to our guys uh, to make sure that we're all on the same page on where we're at. Um, but again, I just wanted to say thank you guys for all your support. Uh, you know, I'm resting comfortably at home, uh, but this certainly is a very trying week for all of us here. Um, so I'll turn it back over to Eugene. 
Jerry? Yes, thank you very much, uh, gentlemen. We're gonna open right up uh, for questions again. One question uh, uh, per individual and please direct it to uh, one, one of our three. We'll open up with Jared Smalley from WCMH. Jared? Thanks for doing this, uh, all of you. I think this is a question probably best suited for Ryan and for Gene. Uh, what happens to the players who are affected, understanding the protocols in the Big Ten, 21 days, uh, what happens to them now? in terms of their, their training, their maintenance, their care, uh, what happens to them? What's their next step essentially to, to get back as a part of the program? Yeah, so they, um, they'll they be out for 10 days and then they go into self-isolation. Uh, once they uh, are out of self-isolation, uh, then it becomes um, you know the, the, the protocol on getting back to play. And uh, certainly you have to get yourself back in shape. A part of that is the cardiac MRI to make sure that uh, we're cleared for myocarditis uh, and that we have a plan in place for getting them ready to play physically as well. Uh, uh, thank you. Next up, Bill Landis with The Athletic. Bill? Hi. Um, I, I suppose maybe this question could be for, for Dr. Borcher since it was said that the medical staff was guiding the decisions. Um, how did you all as a group work together to decide to continue practicing this week as the positive cases kept climbing a little bit. Yeah, so we made a number of decisions uh, daily every week to modify practice uh, and to make decisions about what could go on as we saw um, numbers of cases. I want to be clear, we never reached a threshold where we couldn't participate or practice until yesterday afternoon. Um, and so um, really, this is not something that uh, um, that uh, was you know, going on on Tuesday. This is something that really happened later in the week. Um, it's been incredibly important that we've been able to communicate throughout this process with uh, uh, Gene Smith and certainly Coach Day uh, and his staff throughout the week. And they've been incredible in making uh, modifications and uh, making uh, um, adjustments as needed. I would agree it's been a uh, uh, incredibly unusual week and difficult week, uh, but they've been incredible in their response. And um, and so we made those decisions uh, again um, out of an abundance of caution uh, as we moved forward. Next up, Rob Aller, the Columbus Dispatch. Hi, this is for Gene and, and Jim. Uh, obviously, player safety is, is paramount, but have there been discussions with the Big Ten, Gene or Jim, about revisiting the six-game protocol, the 21-day? And, Jim, if you could explain with maybe advanced, uh, as you've learned things moving forward, is 21 days. Could that be revisited? Rob, I'll just tell you, one, no, the conversations have not occurred. And, you know, you know, as I said at the beginning, I understand that question and understand that people are thinking about that. But... You know, that's not where we are, team, right? You know, going back to Jared's question, you know, my concern today is, is making sure that our players get fed, making sure that they, if they need uh, sports psychologists help, they get that. I mean, this is, I get the question. I, I'm very sensitive to that, but that's not where we are. I mean, we, we made a decision late last night to do what we did. And, and so a lot of things occurred late last night. So the last thing on my mind was what you just asked. Now, might that come up later at some point? No question, Rob. But, but right now, um, you know, I haven't even thought about it. 
because I want to make sure Ryan's got what he needs. You know, I want to make sure the young uh, men that, that have tested positive have what they need. And I want to continue to talk with our doctors and others about uh, whatever enhanced protocols we move forward with uh, to give them a chance to, to possibly play against Michigan State. And uh, so, it, so from my perspective, that's where I am. I don't Jim, if you have anything to add there. No, Gene, I would just say that, as Coach Day mentioned, there's the 10-day isolation period. There's then a required 7- to 10-day return to activity transition period and uh, some testing that must uh, occur during that period. And so uh, um, we're going to continue to follow those recommendations. And uh, as Gene mentioned, worry first and foremost about uh, the immediate uh, health and safety of our players. Next up, Nathan Baird with Cleveland.com. Hi, Ryan. Um, as Jim said, that there was some some alterations to the practice procedures this week. Can you maybe just go into detail once you saw that there was a problem on Wednesday night or, or first realized a problem on Wednesday, how you guys did sort of alter things going into to Thursday where we saw that you guys still did have a practice and a meal and everything. Can you just clarify how things were changed and how you tried to, to, to make things safer? Sure. Yeah, we, we moved um, our meetings to virtual um, during the week and then um, really for Wednesday, Thursday, and, and Friday, um, we, we didn't put helmets on. Um, we didn't go body against body. We kind of went against trash cans. Um, and we, we had to wear our masks during the walkthrough. So we actually didn't uh, practice, uh, you know, physically. It was a practice on paper, but uh, we weren't running and sweating and all those things because um, we had to keep our masks on the entire time or gators. Uh, we didn't go against body against body. So those were the adjustments we made. Uh, during the week uh, as, as it went on. Next up, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Hey, I think this is a question for Gene. What are the things that need to happen between now and next week for his team to be able to go play at Michigan State? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll let uh, Dr. Borchers chime in here as well and, and Ryan, but uh, I think we, we need to uh, continue to test and, and, and see that uh, there's no more uh, positives that occur. Uh, we need to uh, make sure that uh, working with our conference office uh, that they're comfortable with what we're doing. Um, obviously, we'll have a, a number of student athletes who wouldn't have an opportunity to compete because they uh, would be uh, still quarantined. But uh, the main thing is, is to watch our positivity rate. Uh, we know where we are right now. Uh, we need to see if we have more. Um, and make sure that uh, the young men who have been negative continue to be negative. And our objective is to make sure that they're all safe and healthy, uh, but also to make sure that we, if we can play, when we go to East Lansing, we, we're going up on a clean plane and we're going to play a, with, with a clean field. Uh, so Dr. Borchers may have some other things to add there, Jim. No, I think that's exactly right, Gene. I think the only thing I would say is that we will focus day to day on the health and safety of our athletes, our enhanced testing protocols, and making certain that uh, we also pay attention to all the other um, issues around health and safe participation for our athletes that uh, um, allow them to to have an opportunity to to play. So we'll we'll focus on that every day. Thank you. Next up, Steve Hellwagon, twenty four seven Sports. <clears throat> Um, I guess just the, the chronology of events, it sounds like this is something that uh, began to uh, occur with, 
I presume Tuesday morning testing before practice or, or midday. And um, it, it sounds like there weren't enough tests to uh, completely shut things down, but you continued to move on from there. And then was it not as big a concern again until the Friday afternoon tests? Or I guess if somebody could uh, just address maybe the, the chronology of events as the way things unfolded. Yeah, really, well, I, I can address that. Um, we didn't have really any concerns until Wednesday. And as we started to see um, uh, a couple things that we had not seen before, um, certainly was not enough to make us pause on Wednesday. But as Coach Day mentioned, to discuss uh, putting uh, some um, adjustments in place to make certain we were um, remaining vigilant about uh, the potential uh, for seeing uh, um, any increase in our positivity rate. But it really wasn't until yesterday when we did testing yesterday and with enhanced testing yesterday that we really got to a point where it became very clear that we needed to pause. Um, and so unfortunately, this wasn't a decision we could make early in the week. This was really not a decision from my standpoint that could be made until yesterday. Steve, to give you a little bit more on that chronology, if you recall, we, we had made adjustments on Friday to, to fly up on Saturday morning. Uh, I think you knew that, and uh, we, we felt that we could play. Uh, but as we continued to test it to the evening, uh, the numbers uh, got to a point where we, it became clear that we couldn't uh, promise um, uh, first and foremost that we would be uh, putting our, our players on a plane that would be healthy and then ultimately have a clean field on Saturday. So uh, that's to kind of to give you a back end of that chronology you're looking for, Steve. Next up, Austin Ward, Letterman Row. Gene, I know um, predictions here are, are kind of pointless with this virus, but when you are sitting down and looking to next week, wh when do you project the team activities might be able to resume? And, and secondly, when you're talking about trying to play next week for Ryan, uh, how much time would a team need to be able to actually play and feel safe with just the preparation for a game by Saturday? Great question. You know, it's it's kind of fluid, frankly. Uh, we're going to have to go day by day, um, see where we are today. Um, we'll test again tomorrow. We'll see what we got with test tomorrow. And so it's going to be day to day. Uh, I wish I could say it's, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, I, I really can't. We're going to have to, this is, it's too much uncertainty here. I'm sorry. We, we just have to look at each day and see what we got. And uh, now there is a point to your, to your second question. I defer to Ryan about, you know, there's probably a point where we got to say we can't compete, you know, strategically. Um, but, you know, we'll, so it's really day to day. I don't, I can't say that we have like a certain day of time. Uh, we just don't have that. You know, I would say that I would just say that, you know, I think you could get it done by practicing uh, Thursday, uh, making make sure you have a good hard practice Thursday and then you could walk through on Friday and play on Saturday. Um, but again, we'll just have to take it day by day and see how it goes. Next up, Bill Rabinowitz, the Columbus Dispatch. Bill. Yeah, this is for Ryan. Ryan, I know the sacrifices that you've made to, um, you know, to coach this year, being apart from your family largely. How difficult has this been, especially given all the precautions that you've taken? Um, and and you know, first of all, how do you feel? Uh, thanks, Bill. Um, you know, I'm, I'm resting comfortably. Um, I have an extremely heavy heart, though. I mean, this is um, the sacrifice that have been made by so many. And 
the anxiety over months and months and months of every day getting test results back to make sure that uh, the entire program is safe uh, and then experience it this week, Thanksgiving week. Uh, I, I can't sit here and tell you it's anything other than really, really hard. Um, but like I told the team, it's just another um, opportunity to go get to get through some adversity and work through adversity and learn more about yourselves. And uh, that's the only way that I can really describe uh, and, and put um, a positive spin on it right now because it isn't fun. Nothing about this is good, but I guess it's just going to make us tougher. It's going to make us stronger. Uh, it's going to make our young men uh, better husbands, better fathers. Um, and I do, I really believe that going through all this is going to make us all stronger, uh, but that doesn't mean it's been easy. It doesn't mean it's been any fun at all. So it's been difficult, but, but thanks for the, the concern. Next up, Doug Maurice, cleveland.com. This is for, for Dr. Borchers or Gene. I just want to make sure I have the facts straight because you guys know much better than I do. You met, you did cross a threshold for one of the Big Ten numbers, but not both. I know there's the 5% number and the 7.5. I feel like one of those was mentioned in the course of this discussion. I just want to make sure we have those facts correct. If you can make sure we don't report this incorrectly on maybe what was a Big Ten threshold and what was not a Big Ten threshold. Yeah, so Doug, we yesterday did uh, uh, go beyond the population positivity rate threshold um, that was set forth by the Big Ten. Um, and we have not gone beyond the test positivity rate threshold that was set forth by the Big Ten. So we were not in a position where, as you know from the medical subcommittee, um, where we would have been forced to stop and pause for seven days as we made those decisions and put those thresholds and guardrails in place. During that time, it was obviously um, there for that reason, but also to give uh, institutions the opportunity to assess the situation and make decisions that are best for their situations. And that's what we did yesterday is we uh, had to make that decision when that uh, population uh, positivity threshold was crossed. Thank you. Folks, we have just about five more minutes. Doug, I'm sorry. No, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we just have about five more minutes. Uh, we're going to uh, jump over to uh, Heather Dinich with ESPN. Can just to follow up on Doug's question, can anyone be more specific as to the scope? Are we talking about 10 to 20 people? Are we talking about 50? Can you tell us if certain position groups have been decimated? Can you clarify it for layman's terms for readers? Yeah, so Heather, I'm not going to give you specific numbers because we want to protect the privacy of our individuals, and I, I would ask everyone to do that. I, this has been a really tough time for them, and um, we have no pattern that's been identified uh, amongst these numbers of individuals. We have no one specific position group or one uh, group of people uh, that uh, were, um, you know, identified as a cluster in this. Um, the positives are out of our total 170 individuals that are in our tier one congregate group, which includes staff, coaches, and players. And we've had uh, individuals in all of those areas that were affected. Um, and so uh, again, once we crossed that seven and a half percent threshold, that's when we decided uh, that we needed to pause. Next up, Bruce Feldman with Fox Sports. Bruce. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, this question for Gene and Dr. Borchers. 
and maybe this is a little bit of overlap with what uh, I think Austin asked earlier, but if you guys have no more positive tests this weekend in the team, how soon could you guys be allowed to be back in the facility? Yeah, Bruce, and I'll let Doc add to that, but, you know, as I shared earlier, we don't know. I mean, the approval process is us. You know, it's not like the, the we got to get approval from the Big Ten or anyone else. It's us. And, and so what we have to do is, is watch our culture and environment. Uh, certainly got to watch to see that we don't have a continued spike in the positivity rate. Uh, but uh, we'll collaborate, uh, the three of us, and, and pull in our president where appropriate, and we'll make a decision. And so it's, uh, I wish I could say, you know, these are the things that have to happen and it's going to happen on this day. You can't do that, do that with this pandemic. It's impossible. And, and so um, I don't know if that helps you at all, Bruce. I'm sorry. But I'll, I'll ask Jim to add if he's got anything to add. No, the only thing I would say, Bruce, is that we have said all along we'll be driven by the data that we have and we'll look at the data and we'll make decisions based on the data that we have. And we'll try not to forecast what that data will be because that gets us into trouble. And so we'll use the data that comes out of our process and make the best decisions moving forward uh, as we move into this next week. Next up, Pete Thamel, Yahoo. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Jerry. Uh, I guess a couple of fact things like, like Doug asked, just to make sure we, we're all we're all in line here. Uh, could you, I guess, could you have played the game at Illinois if you decided to do that? And was part of it, you like Gene mentioned the phrase, clean plane before, was part of it concern over maybe not having a clean plane and taking the pause now to perhaps be in better shape down the road? And, and one other fact thing, like for Ryan, does your timeline allow you to be back to coach against Michigan State? Thanks. So I would share, Pete, and I'll let Jim talk a little bit. Um, the thresholds that the Big Ten has in place, uh, that the medical subcommittee has put in place, um, I don't think any team in our league has actually hit those. It, it, I, I don't think so. I might be wrong. Uh, but we making a, we're making a decision, not just on the thresholds, but making a decision based upon what we see. It kind of gets back to Heather's question. It, you know, it, we, we're seeing in our particular case, it's kind of a community type of spread. Uh, we, we didn't see spikes in specific areas. And so uh, could we have played? Sure. Was it the right thing to play? No. And, and so that's just, a, I don't know if that answers your question a little bit, but uh, the standards that the thresholds uh, define are guideposts. And so you have to really understand your culture, your environment, your athletes, and, and what's going on, where they live, and what they do, and, and everything in, in that space. Uh, we know that you're, you're not, in our facilities, we know that you're safe. But we still live in a community. And that's our, I mean, that's our challenge in Franklin County, and, and, and our kids live in the community. So... I'm um, going off a little bit, Pete. I'm sorry, but the reality is that's 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 it. We don't. The thresholds uh, are just guideposts. Uh, Jim, I don't know if I, if you have anything to add there. No, just that uh, as you know from the very beginning of that process, that we put those uh, 
uh, thresholds in place uh, to provide some guidance. And uh, as Gene mentioned, and uh, the expectation was that as institutions would be seeing numbers that would approach those thresholds, they would be making decisions uh, just as institutions in this conference have to pause. And that's exactly what should happen. And uh, it shouldn't be, you know, a hard and fast, oh, just go play at all costs. And I think uh, um, that's exactly where we arrived yesterday afternoon. Folks, we have time for just two more questions. Uh, next up, Dom Tiberi, WBNS 10 TV. Dom, sorry, I couldn't get unmuted. Uh, this is for Gene. Uh, I just want to make sure because I heard Doc Fortress say to 7.5, you got what 170 folks in the program. Did you reach the 7.5 with with all 170 then? Jim, why don't you talk about that? Yeah. So yeah, Dom, the the population uh, positivity rate is 7.5 percent of your tier one group at 170, and we did cross that threshold. I think I've mentioned that a couple of times. So we had a number, a, not, a large enough number of individuals as of yesterday where we did cross that threshold. And that's what gave us uh, then uh, to have the conversation about needing to pause. But it, but but where you would have to shut down for seven, would that be uh, just the players then, Doc? No, we would have to meet a threshold on the test positivity rate, which actually looks at the number of tests that are done and the number of tests that are positive. And so there are two metrics that have to be met in order from the Big Ten standards where you are have to shut down. And we do not meet the threshold on the test positivity rate. And we'll have one final question. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. Adam? If, if for Dr. Borchers, um, obviously there have been pauses and stoppages in the Big Ten and around the country. Most of them are for two weeks. They usually take two games off the schedule. I'm just curious because you guys are at the population positivity threshold, maybe not the, the team one yet. Does that give you any more confidence? It's going to only just be a one week deal or um, how much do you look at just what's happened around the country that these are typically two weeks before a team can get back to activities? We certainly have looked at data and looked at what's happened, uh, you know, to, at other teams. But I can't, I, again, to try to forecast what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone what will happen for this next week, I can't do that. All I can tell you is we're going to continue to test. We're going to continue to follow the data with our group, and we're going to move forward appropriately. Um, and so do I think it's going to be three or four days or three or four weeks. I don't know because I don't, I just don't know what we're going to see. Um, but we certainly saw enough that we had to pause. And uh, uh, my hope is, is that we're going to get our student athletes back to competition as quickly as possible. Dr. Borchers, Coach Day, thank you so much for your time and for sharing some additional insight for the media, very important insight uh, 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 for them this morning. really appreciate your time. Members of the media, uh, we'll end this now, but I would like to just uh, echo uh, the thoughts of, of everyone, uh, all three of our individuals on this call about respecting the privacy of our, our student athletes and, and the members of this program. Uh, obviously, it's a very difficult time, uh, and, and, and we do ask that the privacy of the student athletes is, is respected, um, and that of their families, too. Um, we will uh, be as helpful as we can be uh, from a communications and from an athletic department standpoint with keeping you up to date with information uh, uh, as we get it, um, and, and that'll be the protocol, and, uh, and, and again, we'll be as helpful as we can. And 
we'll appreciate uh, all of your uh, all of your uh, efforts to to respect the privacy of everyone. So, hey, Jerry, let me share one thing uh, before we sure. sign off. And uh, I, I want I want to thank all of you for the hard work you do, and and uh, we kind of thank you as part of uh, you know the family. And we thought we needed to do this today, uh, even though uh, all of us are slightly on edge, uh, just to try and give you some clarity so you can do your jobs. But you guys are around our program constantly, and, and uh, you know what we try to do. Um, I just want to thank Ryan. Um, you know, I, I can't begin to share with you how hard his job is. I can't. Um, I think most of you who are with him every week, uh, periodically, uh, you, you get it. Um, but I can't tell you how hard his job is, particularly now. Particularly now. Um, it, it's, it's, it's beyond uh, describing. So I, I just wanted to share that with you because I know you get it and, and ask uh, that, you know, you continue to do what you do excellently at, at, a, at a classy level. Uh, but be, be, please be sensitive to that as we move forward. I have no clue what this afternoon or tomorrow will bring or next week will bring. I do know one, this, one thing. Um, we have a great leader in him. Uh, we have a great leader in uh, uh, the rest of our coaches. And we have great kids. And our objective is to, every day is to help them give them the opportunity to do what they want to do. And that's to play the game they love. It would be easy to walk away and say no. We're done, shut it all down, it's history. But we fight every day for them. And I want to let you know that in him, with what he's going through, team, uh, I want you to understand that. And I know you get it. So thank you for listening to that last part of it because I wanted to make sure I shared that. Uh, wish he was still on the call. I'd see he had to jump off because I would, would have preferred to have him hear it uh, because he's, he's killing it. And it's hard for him. So just wanted to share that. So thank you for, for joining us this morning and stay safe.